the Inside Putnam Podcast, presented by the Putnam County Chamber of Commerce. And now your host, Ashley Offered Glance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inside Putnam Podcast here at Area 34 in the heart of Tays Valley. We're back again with another guest, Connie Bogus of Good Horse Sense and the new Putnam Provisions. Welcome, Connie. Thank you very much. We're excited to have you here. We're going to be talking with you today about not only owning one business, but two businesses and how that plays into the effect. And then also how businesses that have started uh, from home that are in the agro um, industry can utilize maybe their farmer's market or a place like Putnam Provisions to grow their business. Excellent. That's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. So Connie's also the president of the Putnam County Farmers Market, so that's kind of why we're going to talk to her a little bit about that, too. Um, tell us a little bit about um, Good Horse Sense. Um, Good Horse Sense is a handcrafted soap, artisan-based soap bath body products um, company that um, utilize, utilizes local resources. So I've got lard, tallow, um, bare fat soaps, as well as um, vegan soaps. Um, we use only plant-based colorants in them and essential oils or just herbal infusions. And that's, you know, we started in 2016 doing that. And the Putnam Farmer's Market gave us an opportunity to sell that. So I'm going to sign a segue right in there. Yeah, that, absolutely. Perfect. Um, and that was a, a great way to use um, what are called value-added um, products that I created based upon the herbs and the flowers and um, the honey that I grow and harvest on my own farm. Okay. So we turned that into Bath of Body products, and that became a um, value-added agriculture product. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when people think about farmer's markets, they typically think of, like, food, mm -hmm. you know, vegetables, meats, produce, produce you eggs. know, eggs, all of that. Mm -hmm. But here, at least in our in Putnam County, and I would assume that farmers markets throughout, you know, West Virginia or other states would allow the same thing. So if somebody's not necessarily in, in that the you know the food realm, there are those value added opportunities. So if somebody's interested, you know, what advice would you give them if somebody started something? Because we have even like uh, jewelry artisans. We do have jewelry artisans, and you know, like Bison Beauties. Um, you know, they started doing pop-ups with our pop-up markets that we were doing in the winter last year. And so what we said, look at what you're doing. Um, she was growing her own flowers, harvesting those, drying those, and then putting them into resin. So she makes sun catchers. She harvests her bees that have passed on and puts those on into resin and makes sun catchers. And she just became a tamarack artisan because we've shoved and pushed her little nurturing mm -hmm. going there. Um, for her to expand her business, but that is something totally different, but it is a value-added product. Mm -hmm. If it's grown, if it's raised, if it's harvested, then you can change that maple syrup, mm -hmm. um, honey, mm -hmm. uh, you know, jams and jellies, apple butters, that kind of nut butters, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a good, you know, opportunity for other people to do and grow their businesses yeah absolutely it's a good outlet too so you know if you've started a new business and you're a little bit nervous about going into a, a brick and mortar with like you know extreme overhead you can utilize things like a farmer's market correct or 
your new business, Putnam, Putnam Provisions. Provisions. Um, so let's segue in and talk about Putnam Provisions a little bit. Tell us why you wanted to be or wanted to open Putnam Provisions. Well, Rob Van Adder and I had talked over the last several years about being able to do something with the farmer's market, having an outlet here in Putnam County for local farmers within 50 miles to um, be able to share their wares um, because the farmer's market is only open 9 to 1 every Saturday, May to end of October. Mm -hmm. But you have egg production all year round. So how can we get that out to the general public? Because it's hard for a farmer's market to get everyone in the community because it is only from nine to one, four hours on a Saturday Mm -hmm. morning. You know, you can go to the, you know, and that's what we encourage with the farmer's market, but encourage people to pre-order. Like Mm -hmm. if if Craigo Country Farm had chickens or Feather Ridge Farms has their quail, how can you meet up with that person? Or Hoy Falour, who has all his, you know, canner tomatoes. Mm-hmm. How can you get those? You don't want to buy them just on a Saturday. No. You know, I would rather buy them during the week and then can on Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, it gives those folks an opportunity to get their products out. Um, and so Rob and I talked about doing that. And, you know, he had a need to really focus on Main Street. Mm-hmm. I had a need for a brick and mortar mm-hmm. for my soap as well. So henceforth, we sat here with you <laughs> and just said, ooh, let's call it Putnam Provisions. That's kind of cool, you know, and sundries. And sundries. And, I know, I always sundries. forget the and sundries, the and best part. Sundries. Yeah. yeah. But we still serve drip coffee and make, you know, avocado toast, but I put my own flip to it and added quail eggs from Feather Ridge Farms, microgreens from Mallory Family Farms. So, you know, these are local products. Now, if I can get folks to grow avocado in a high tunnel, that would be golden. Yeah, well, so if somebody's out there interested with a love of avocado, we're looking. Absolutely. We're looking for an avocado grower. There you go. All right. So uh, so Putnam Provisions, obviously, you know, is is the new home here inside of Area 34, um, serving drip coffee still. But if you could give any advice to somebody in, you know, the agro-tourism or, agri- or agricultural, you know, what advice would you give them? You know, there's a, there's a lot of rules and stipulations that come with, you know, making products from your home. Okay, so, advice. you know, where should they, if somebody's, so say somebody's at home and they really love to make banana bread. Okay. All the rage during mm. everybody was making banana bread. It was during COVID. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody, for example, is making banana bread and they want to make it and sell it, what avenues should they or what agencies, organizations, who should they talk to to be able to make a passion of theirs, which is making that bread, turn into a business? First of all, you need to contact the Department of Agriculture. And Buddy Davidson, who actually is a Winfield resident, um, can help navigate some of those rules and regulations from the cottage food bills. And those change annually, unfortunately and unfortunately. Um, And so there's labeling requirements. Mm -hmm. And you have to have your labeling 100% to be able to sell it, mm-hmm. okay? The FDA has regulations. So if you wanted to have your grandma's salsa recipe, mm-hmm. then you have to take what's called a um, acidified foods workshop so that you're trained in how to do that, then know where to send that off to make sure that your recipe and your canning process 
meets all the regulations. Mm -hmm. You can't just do that. That's a hazardous food. Um, pepperoni rolls is another example. So I make pepperoni rolls. So it's just basically bread, meat, and cheese. Mm -hmm. But you start adding things to it like banana peppers, ramps, that kind of stuff. The shelf life decreases 110%. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that outside at a farmer's market where your temperature control is oh. not adequate. You know, so those regulations. And it used to be through the county health department managed that they'd come through they check the meat coolers they check the egg coolers well it's shoved about two three years ago to the department of agriculture so those criteria stipulations mm -hmm. all have to be your t's are crossed your i's are dotted mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that all of that is 100 mm -hmm. percent so and then you don't want to you know making soap for an example I have a designated soap room. I mean, because I have a farm, animals. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to use a bar of soap and have, you know, a German Shepherd hair in it. That's disgusting, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you look at that from also the same rules follow for making breads, mm -hmm. making jams and jellies. I don't want to be consuming no. something and somebody's, you no. know, Great Pyrenees hairs in it, for oh, Christ's no. sake, or a no. goat hair. No, Not no goat hairs. Goats in the house. But, we, we do love goats. You know, but you that. look at all that kind of stuff. So those regulations, you know, are there for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Because during COVID, we had a lot of mom and pops start making candies. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, they're not labeled. We need to know the allergens that are in them. Mm -hmm. If somebody says it's gluten-free, well, how's it gluten-free? Yeah. What are those flowers? Don't just tell me it's gluten-free flour because there's also nut allergies that come along with that. Yeah. Um, eggs. What eggs do you put in that product? Mm -hmm. You know, it just says contains eggs. Yeah. For me, that's a challenge because was it the egg yolk or the egg white? I need to know that Which, for myself yeah. because I'm allergic to chicken eggs. Mm -hmm. So if it was duck eggs, then I'm totally fine. I'm golden. Turkey eggs. I've you know. recently started to love a quail egg. You have loved yeah, a they're quail egg. Not only, they're cute, but also delicious. There you go. Um, over the past couple of years, we've seen a huge growth in uh, the Putnam Farmer's Market. At least I have, uh, or I think, in my opinion. Definitely. Um, and what, you know, what are ways that people, you know, how if somebody uh, isn't already involved in the Putnam Farmer's Market, how could they go about getting involved in it? So our market is a 60-40 market, meaning 60% are growers, producers of some sort, and then the 40% are makers. Mm -hmm. So your value-added pulls underneath that grower-maker. Mm -hmm. um, but like me, as a, and, and so does um, the soap falls under that as well. Yeah. But like uh, the artisans, the crafters, that kind of stuff, it all falls under that. So if you want to produce, if you're producing, then we would love to have you as a part of that market. Mm -hmm. We want, we need folks that mushroom growers, like Julie Shear, mm -hmm. cannot do without her because everybody wants that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, ni a niche market. Um, she does great. We have everybody kind of sort of goes tomatoes, but we have heirloom tomatoes versus canning tomatoes. We have... Um, bok choy, which is a cold mm -hmm. process, you know, um, a cold crop. Um, we have broccoli uh, 
cauliflower. We need things like um, corn. We never have enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that our market grew from 19 into 20 mm-hmm. um, because it was a necessity. We were one of the only things that were open during that time. Mm-hmm. So our market grew exponentially. And then the next year, folks saw how well that market did. We recruited hard and heavy <coughs> through 2021, and we had from, you know, 10 vendors to 25 vendors with an average of 17 each week. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a huge, yeah. big component there. And that's also part of the agritourism in that, you know, Vanessa Irwin was at the um, CVB at that mm-hmm. time. So what she did, and, you know, Kelly Daly also is on our board. So yep. she, steel. <laughs> so she, um, they pushed that out to people that were coming to the community for different um, ball games. Yeah. Um, to folks that were checking into the hotels here. They were using us as a way to say, hey, you can get local produce, local eggs. It's great, you know. And it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, our average, I think we had uh, about 200 people every Saturday. Yeah. So it, it was always packed. It, crazy so, packed. Crazy packed. Tell them how to get in touch with you at Putnam Provisions. Um, you can come to Area 34, walk in the door, and I'm there on the left. Um, you can um, get on Facebook that way. Mm-hmm. You can use our Odeco app and choose... You know, Putnam Provisions, not the Drip Coffee House any longer, but Putnam Provisions. Um, that's how you do that. You mm-hmm. go to goodhorsesense.com. There's a page on there. It tags it into the Odeco app as well if you wanted to order from that. Yeah, you can't order online. We do have curbside service here too, so don't wait in those drive through lines. No. I mean, you just come in, tell us what you want, and I'll, I'll walk it out to your car. Okay. It's pretty easy with that Odeco app. It's awesome. And that's something that, you know, Robbie taught me a lot about is mm-hmm. how do we do a brick and mortar? Yeah. You know, and part of the farmer's market is that I encouraged Robbie to come to the farmer's market. So mm-hmm. Drip Coffee serves coffee every at the Saturday. farmer's market mm-hmm. every Saturday. Yeah. You know, I roll up, I get my coffee. And then we walk on down and get a cinnamon roll from Kelly Crego or, yes, you know, a delicious cinnamon roll. You know, pumpkin and you donuts. Can get s- Pumpkin donuts from G&G Heritage Farm. They're amazing. Yeah. You can also try some of those products here. Absolutely. At Putnam Provisions as well. Um, we have 23 vendors at Putnam Provisions, you know, and yeah. we're running it similarly to the Wild Ramp. Um, we are not a nonprofit. We are a for-profit. Mm-hmm. Um, we do vendors, um, you know. But it pro- gives these vendors an outlet and a place, a brick and mortar, that they can sell their products that somebody can come in. In a previous episode, we had talked to Matt Snyder about how people like to, they like, they still like to see a product. They still like to touch it. You know, mm-hmm. if they're going to buy, if they're going to buy some soap, they still want to come in and smell right. it. So Putnam Provision gives all of our small businesses here in Putnam County that don't necessarily have the means to do their own brick and mortar. A place, that opportunity a to have opportunity a to brick and mortar, Absolutely. you know, and they don't have to be here. So it's, it's great. You know. Absolutely. Well, Connie, it's been good having you here today. It's been a privilege to be here today. <laughs> Always love chatting with you. I get to chat with you all day long, yeah, though, because we're all in here. And giggle a little bit. Giggle and have some fun here at Area 34. 
Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you all for tuning in to the Inside Putnam Podcast. And also special thanks to my pals, Local Impact and CBI Creative Brands International for making the Inside Putnam Podcast. My Inside Putnam Podcast dreams come true every week here at Area 34. Talk to you guys soon. This has been Inside Putnam, a presentation of the Putnam County Chamber of Commerce. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.